Warning, this Television Tuesday episode contains adult language, mature situations, plot summaries, character analysis, spoilers galore, rants, and random situations. Listener discretion is advised. Spark in Television Tuesday, Episode 4. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Spirekins Television Tuesday, the podcast where we talk about new shows that came out on television or streaming. I'm your host, Zan. San Konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back again for another fun-filled episode. And like always, things have been kind of cool, kind of chill. Hope you've been well. I know that everyone can go outside now for the most part, but hope you're still listening to podcasts when you go outside to jog or to go on the train. So, thanks for listening. And remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spiredkin.com We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us one way or another. Also, feel free to email us at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. And so with that in mind, let's actually get to it because it's been a very interesting week for new stuff that came out in on TV because it is a new month. And surprisingly... Hasn't been that interesting. No, not really. Because of the COVID-19 issue, not a lot of good shows have been released. A lot of just batches have been coming out on Hulu and on Netflix and Amazon Prime. Like More got... and more movies have been released on streaming services. But since we talk about TV, a lot of TV shows were released that were really big. Like the big one was the new um, uh, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Or sorry, it's just Queer Eye now. Every straight guy needs a queer guy's and the new um, friend drag queen. So RuPaul, mm-hmm. drag queens. But this show, we've been talking about two shows we've been following specifically, and at this point, after this episode, I think that one of the shows may be dropped from this lineup for right now because it's not that good. Um, I'm assuming we're talking about Star Girl. Yes, let's talk about Star Girl first. So we're talking about DC. DC Stargirls, Episode 3, Icicle. Well, DC, but it's also on CW. Yeah, but the it is DC's, like, it's DC's The Flash, DC's oh, Arrow. Oh, gotcha. So, yeah, it's DC's... But it's DC's Stargirl, Episode 3, Icicle, directed by Michael Nankin and written by Colleen McGinnis. And I've got to say, compared to the first two episodes, this one feels kind of... It's not an origin story anymore. It's now the show... This is how the show should be properly... However, this does not feel like it's a step in the right direction with most of it. Like, it feels slow. It's, I don't know. I can't get into it. However, let's get to this. So, this episode of Stargirl, she's officially become Stargirl. And her sidekick, who shouldn't be a sidekick, Stripe. Is her father-in-law. And she No, 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 I'm sorry. It's her stepdad. Stepfather. And she's now like super like, we're going to find the bad guys and kick their butt. And he's like, well, you have to calm down. This isn't how this works. No, no, no. I have an idea. We're going to find them. We're going to kick their butt, surprise them. And we're going to kick their butt. That's my plan. That's what we're going to do. And now. Great plan. Meanwhile, on the other side of things, we have the leader of the Injustice Society, which we didn't talk about last episode, came back in an awesome way. His op- introduction back into the fold is Showing that it's dads came home and it's epic. But he is back. What song is it to? Uh, the Man by the Killers. Oh, man. It, it is like that. I feel like I need that on my phone so that when I walk into the gym, when the gym is open again, when I walk into the gym, that's going to be blasting. That would be ears. more my music than your music. 
but it's it's very it's still it's, it's just pumping. like mm. but this episode actually opens up with his origin a little bit about why he's doing this uh the injustice society's the new project new america and it's because his wife gets killed or she died because of something that happened and he spent the last couple of months going around and she was really pretty vengeful world. oh yeah she was totally vengeful and also she wasn't speaking english showing the fact that he is not a native like he's an american but he adopted the country adopted his family was he's a first generation american his parents were from sweden they moved to the united states and he speaks in swedish and his wife as she was dying pulls him in and says you know um if anyone kill him. if anyone stops you kill him kill him so he's gonna Which felt really kind of hard for like a teen's show. But he's actually one of the better parts of the show because he's setting things up. He's getting things in motion. He um, goes to talk to the wizard who is in charge of the air. Who's supposed to be in charge. And he's like, well, you fucked up. You messed up. You were supposed to take care of this and I leave and you don't. And he kind of chastises him and says, you've always been like this. You have all this power and you don't even embrace it you just stick with parlor tricks and this is going to lead to a head later on because he his story is he's setting things up he's chastising them because brainwave in the last episode we said he got beaten but he's now in a coma yeah he was beaten like to the brink of death and he was left in front of the a hospital in his costume and no in his lab coat no in his costume and then because pat left him there and then suddenly he's in his lab coat so the wizard was covering his ass so they are taking care of him. this also hints that they know there's other ones there and and courtney is like yeah i got this i'm the best i'm the best she meets a couple of the other cl- classmates and it's kind of not great except that this one nerdy kid who's it's talent show day and he does a trick really badly but she kind of like yeah you got my card that's awesome to she gave him encouragement she lied said he he found the right card and um he was she was just being nice she was being a nice kid she was doing the right thing and Um, that's the part of stargirl that we like is her being nice to people and just like a nice teenage girl she's a new kid but she was and it was genuine it was sweet it was and it's building on that. And it was a lie for all the right reasons. It's her being good. And she also sees that um, the one popular girl in school who's now on the, the singles table, the nerdy table, is being <clears throat> bullied. They put slut on her locker and someone painted over it. And it looks really nice. So there's like someone they, who's doing They graffiti. wrote slut really big, but the paint over was like sunflowers and squirrel, swirly. like. And someone protecting this girl and we find out who the guy who did the art was it's this it was a kid in the corner who saw the card that she had pulled when the trick was being showed to her so he knew that she she lied lied for the right reasons to be nice but he's being cool to her which is nice so he's like why'd you lie about the card and she goes so you painted over the locker it's like hey we're both doing the doing wrong things for the right reasons we're both nice people yeah and then she finds a huge icicle shaped star on the floor and she goes i'm gonna be star girl i'm gonna kick this guy's ass because icicle is the one that she wants to kill because that killed her quote-unquote dad even though i'm pretty sure it's not her dad she's convinced was her dad yes and 
They end up getting into a and fight. And Stripe is like convinced hardcore it's not. And also he's like, you have to calm down. And you... I still think it's her dad. It's not. Mm-hmm. And I'm team. It's her dad. It's not her dad. It's not. It's probably going to be one of the Injustice Society members who's her dad or it's another character. It's not, not Starman. Well, well, I also kind of want it to be her dad because he wasn't a nice guy. And I kind of like the idea of a hero who abandons his family, who doesn't have all of his part in the language, doesn't have all of his shit together and isn't a really nice guy, but is trying to do something right. Because it, it also like that scene where he's like, one day the staff will choose another. It's not going to be you. It's not you. You're not worthy. But that's because Joe But Hale's it's an going asshole. to start. It, but but you know what I mean? Like so, he's the hero, and he's kind of being a. So I could see him trying to be a hero and save the world, but be a shitty parent. Parent. So maybe, but I don't slash partner husband. I don't think that's the case. But so suffice to say, a lot happens in this episode. It ends with something that the Marvel Cinematic Universe did not do for a long time. It showed the fact that heroes have consequences. Being a hero, there are consequences. And one of the characters dies in this episode. And it's not a pretty just like a, oh, this happens. It's they get killed. And the reason why they get killed is is malicious and messed up. I kind of like the way that they did it. So you you see the you the death is off screen, but you see it almost happen. But you don't see the exact moment of death so i kind of like that it wasn't like i didn't i didn't turn away i didn't have to but i knew it was coming and i did turn away but i didn't have to but you know after hearing an interview with the actor who played icicle some parts that make sense and some parts don't make sense with that whole scene but this leads to some other issues and then also icicles now flirting with courtney's mom so this is paying her extra attention. Being this is really kind of nice. bad because Courtney's mom is married to Pat, which means that this guy could kill Pat just because he wants to get the mom with the mom. But it's also kind of like it's bringing the mom back into the play, into the fold. True. Also, it's setting up some other little things here and there. And one thing which is really cool is that best scene in this was after. The um the kid died. Pat took Courtney to the JSA's headquarters, and you see all these lovely iconic images of all the different members of the JSA, and it was really cool to see that all the little Easter eggs. And then how it ends, it does something which I'm kind of excited for, and also kind of really dreading how it's going to go. But we'll talk about that in our spoilers. So overall, it sets up a lot. Oh, before I forget, the actor who plays his son, what the fuck? Did they find this kid on a, you know, just randomly, hey kid, you want to be in a TV show? He's a horrible actor. Or if they're going for that method, he's a genius actor. Because he is petulant, he is rude, he is a horrible The little teenage younger brother. Yeah, and it's like, if he was Courtney's actual brother, it would make sense. Like, oh, he doesn't like dad, the stepdad. But it's that's his biological son, and he treats his father like shit. It's, I don't think any... But, like, sometimes he's nice. So, I don't... 
they're. I don't, I don't think he's been bad. It's like, not consistent. I don't know what they're doing with that character. It's like random. He's the, it's very random. He's the worst part of the show, I think. Him and Courtney, because Courtney is. There's scenes where she's really great in it, and it's like, okay, this is Stargirl. But then there's scenes where it's. Like. Where she she's a nice teen and she's sweet to the 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 kid that's trying to do magic and and then she's a and, petulant little brat. But then she has like she's not supposed to be the popular girl, but then she's just as if not prettier than all the popular girls. Her hair is perfect. Her makeup is amazingly on point. But for that's a the Buffy, that's the CW Buffy the Vampire Slayer Sabrina whatever thing where the not popular girl is pretty. That's I can accept that, but it's. Her acting like her going from, oh, I'm Stargirl, I'm a nice sweet girl, to I hate you, Patter. I know better than everybody else. And it's like, you're becoming nasty. And but, not it's like, not, it's but it's not, but it's like, likeable. girls who are that nasty aren't, are that nasty consistently. They're not nice to people randomly at school and then mean to people at home. She is inconsistent and she's coming off like, you're supposed to love the main character. Like, I feel like whoever wrote her was never a teenage girl. Like, Jeff Johns wrote her story arc in the comic, and he wrote the first episode. He did a great job with it. He wrote this character, and the setup is actually like, okay, everything is on point. All the key marks are checked. It's just, I don't think she understands this character at all. I don't think she does. And I think that she's just not a good fit in this. It's You're supposed to love the main actress, and you don't. That's my opinion on it. That's, we'll talk more about this in a bit. So this episode of Stargirl, with the exception of the stuff going on with the Can that be my official rating? Meh. (laughs) You want us to say meh? Meh. Here's my rating. It's a meh. And I agree with you. It's a very meh episode. It's a, you can clean your house while this is on. Like you're not missing out. We haven't come up with an official rating system for this show yet, but we will. But I think meh will be one of it with a little like, it's meh. It's just eh. That's it. Meh. It's just eh. This is our middle, like, <laughs> low middle of the ground. Like, meh. It's just meh. Eh. It's... Feel free to do laundry while you're doing this. I don't really see a reason to continue watching this. Like, they're setting like, up... Like, you don't have to watch this on streaming, because if you have a commercial break, it's not going to change anything. Yeah. I think that the next couple episodes will make or break this show, but right now... Well, the, it, the, has to, it has to get... Better. Better. It has to. Like, generally with most anime shows, <clears throat> I give it the three-episode um, Because rule. with any new show, there's so much setup that you have to get through that it's not a good episode and blah, blah, However, blah, However, there's but... shows like Gal Gagar, which is an anime series that I love, but the first couple episodes are very formulaic and very like, what the hell, why am I watching this? But I kept going and it got really good because they introduced some really great elements by episode 15. That's but, why I don't think we need to drop this show yet. I want to I want to give it a chance. I want it to be good. I just I'm not in it yet. Like I have to remind myself, well, yeah, we're still reviewing that. We got to watch that. Cuz let's let's think about Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol was completely insane, but it worked so well. It was a funny and just bizarre like maybe it's cuz they're able to curse in it. Maybe they're they they're breaking they're definitely breaking the boundaries with that show. Uh, I don't think that you need to have cursing for a show to be I good. I know, but that show went completely insane. And they it, they just relished in the insanity. You know, seeing a tree having... Not a tree, a street and an entire group of people having an orgasm because, it, because Flex Metallo, a superhero whose power is to change things with flexing, flexed the wrong muscle. And he made a whole town 
have an orgasm. I mean, that's... Good for that town. Great for that Cheers town. Cheers to them. It, it's like you would never expect to see in TV, and it's just so well. This feels safe to a stupid degree. Yeah. It's too safe. Especially because you have shows like The Flash, which were doing innovative and great things. And the Arrow. Arrowverse. All the shows did great things. Even Batwoman, which the, that shows up Shit's Creek at this point. Because what happened, I mean, I was starting to like uh, Rose, uh, Ruby, uh, whatever. Was it Ruby Rose? Rose Ruby? Um, the girl who played Cassandra Kane. She was actually starting to be, she's like, not a bad character. But she quit. And now... Who knows what's going to happen? That shows up in the air, and so they're going to have Stargirl as the new face of the DC Arrowverse? That's pretty bad. But if they have some of the other characters... Like I said, I want I want it to be good. Yeah, we do. We it do. just isn't. But we're going to have to wait and see with that. So anyway, let's get on with the other show, the show which we're actually devotely following, and it's gotten better and better. We're talking about Snowpiercer. This is episode four, Without Their Maker, directed by Frederick E.O. Toy and written by Hiram Martinez. And this got good. Well, it's already good, but it's like... So the murder mystery in this episode is kind of wrapped up. It's total. It's 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 wrapped up. And we're not going to... We'll wait till after the credits to do the spoiler on... On what happened. Right. But the murder mystery is wrapped up. And that is one part of the story. The other part is following... Josie, um... There's still some parts of the show where it's gross or grotesque where I I look away. Like, I know you haven't had to yet at all. What's seen like, in this episode? Ever. Um, when they're cutting up the body. Oh, where they, it's... Actually, that's a really cool opening, though, because it shows him... No, he's cleaning it up. It was really cool and beautiful. Because it's, it's, it's juxtaposed between him cutting up and cleaning up and someone making sushi at the same time, which did set up. So they were, on. you know, cleaning up a fish, gutting, taking the skin off of a fish, and mixing with a person, taking who's the guts out and cleaning it, and preparing someone who's to cook surgically it. killing someone, and then they're cleaning themselves off. Yeah, it was a beautiful way of doing it, relating it to something like that's exactly what she's doing to the fish is what she's, he's doing to the person. But it was a little gross for me. But but that's not a dig on the show. That's just cinematography a, was amazing in the show. That's a Greta thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was really well done. Really, really well done. From what I from what I saw. No, what about the scene at the end when the murderers dispatched or part of the murderers? Whatever. When they're like hacking away at the guy. It keeps with going black. It, it's, 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 it you don't goes see anything. far enough away. No, there's like mist of blood. I like, ugh. Remember the fir- the movie? <laughs> it's uh, not like yeah, that. It's not yeah, like that. Yeah. But, so, this one, besides it dealing with Leighton and Melanie actually working together to f- close this case off, you have, like I said, the other part's Josie. Josie, in the last episode, received something which is going to help her to contact the upper upper train and we're seeing one we see more of the elements going on with the upper train we see her reactions with everything going on because i love the moment when he gets together uh what's her main guy's name layton layton gets together with her and he's like i saw the kid i saw miles i saw miles and he's doing so well and he's eating three square a day and they cut his hair and he's got a bed and you know all this stuff and then they kiss 
but the kiss was not necessarily super romantic. It looked romantic to the guards, but it was... He was passing something off to her. And also, when you read later on that she's actually still married, which would kind of make sense of that old that guy who's like, can't breathe as her husband. But that's like, so you're cheating on it. Okay, that's weird. But... but it didn't feel like it was cheating. It was definitely, that's how they were passing sneaky information. Like, oh, I'm going to kiss you. I miss you. I love you. Mm. That's true, but... This episode also set up a couple... It's setting up more of the dice. Not more of the dice. More pieces into place on the Taylor's side for when things go to hell. Who are with them? Because a lot of people are with them at this point because mm-hmm. everything going on. Because they now know that it was someone from first class that did this. Killing, killing two people in third class. So third class is ready to, at this point, they're getting frustrated at this. And if anything happens with them, if this person gets off, third class will have a ride. Because third class is in charge of a lot of stuff. It's not just maintenance. They're also in charge of food distribution. Yeah, cooking. Like, uh, all the... Let's just say no one from first class is harvesting fruit, washing it, and preparing it for anybody else. Even though originally in the original script, which we found out today, one of the characters in first class was supposed to be a third class person, but they changed it to make it more interesting. I don't know. But, so Josie has her mission, and then we have the main story going on with Leighton and Melanie. We all see more about Melanie. Like, Melanie went to MIT and Yale. So she's someone very intelligent, and Leighton shows how intelligent he is. Like, when you see him go to first class. Layton's not just intelligent. He's sharp. He is, like... He's a homicide detective. He right. knows his stuff. He picks up on things quick. Reasonable deductive skills. He can take the emotion out of it. He can. He knows when someone's playing him, but he can play him back seamlessly. He's cool, calm, and collected. He doesn't tip his hand. He's very clever at what he does, and that makes him dangerous. Yeah. And when you see him go to first class, he is shocked because he sees... Because he gets to go to first class. He's been trying the entire time to get there to see what's going on. They won't let him. And they finally... Even um, uh, Boris, the big brakeman who's like who likes being touched by Frost because he's a sadomasochist, is like, he can't go to first class. I won't let him. And I said, fine. He'll go with me. I'll chaperone him. Mm-hmm. And so Melanie has to chaperone him. And when they get to first class... The entryway to first class is covered with several super rare paintings. And he's like, really? You guys just steal this? So first class can, is the, the only ones that can see art is first class. Yeah, you st- you did this. And then Melanie just <clears throat> breaks it down. This person who we've seen through all of this going on, who's barely holding it together at this point, she says, don't, don't pull that. I was born on a dirt farm in Pennsylvania. I know what the class system's right. And you know what? You're right. So take this anger and use it. Make the first class hate you. Because they do. No, make them fear you for who they are. Which means either they're making them hate the, the tailies because of reason, oh, we can eject them if all of us hate the tailies. But she also knows the value of perception. Yeah. The whole good cop, bad cop routine. Yeah, he's the one that's... So she basically, in that little statement, says, use this. Make them scared of you. 
get the answers you need and that's what he does and she's the kind of good cop and at one point the one lady who we're pretty sure is going to try to take over the train lila folger gets really pissed off says i don't i don't approve of this i don't want this let me speak to mr wilson and she uh, sorry mr wilford and she gets mr wilford on the phone and when offered the chance to talk to mr wilford she backs down she's like okay no fine only if Melanie, you can go to our car to see what's going on. But you, yes, you can go investigate, but you have to be present. Supervision, and we're, I'm learning to hate Lila. Yeah, you're learning to hate Lila. I've always not liked. No, her. No, I've disliked her, but I, but I think that she's going to try to make a power move. I really think she's going to make a power move because she doesn't care about the rest of the train. She's also like lawyer. She's a lawyer, and also she's someone who she bought her ticket. And and make sure you know it. Yeah, and her daughter, make sure you know. You, New Tailies didn't buy your tickets. Yeah. It's like, so we're better than you. So it's not a good thing. And this episode ends on a point where it's... And it's kind of prejudiced, but not racist. It's a class system prejudice. Yes. And at the point where, like I was just saying, the point where this ends, if this is a powder keg with a fuse, the fuse is at the barrel. Everything is about to go to hell in a handbasket. And you have the rolling blackouts. You have the damage done from the loss of uh, episode episode two, which we talked about. Episode two's loss. And it's getting good. And one of the pieces was just taken off the board that's kind of important. So we don't know where this is going, but I've got to say this show got really good. And I think Frederick... It's a good show already, and it's gotten even better. Yep. Uh, well, a couple new things. One, we now know about currency, and it's by class currency. There's like coins, but I think it's more of a... Like your meal ticket, like your... Meal voucher to help ration things. Maybe, but when uh, the one third class got a first class coin, he was like, "Uh, this is first class. He's like, keep it. It's like, like, oh, "Oh." thanks. So it's got to be something more than that. No, but it was also, it was assumed that he was from second class back stuck in third class. Yes. And then he paid with the first class coin and he goes, oh, this is a first class coin. And he just looked at him. He's like, oh, uh, thank you. Like, scared. Yep. But that means he knew it was the murderer property. Or that something wasn't right. And if you're paying with a first class coin, I'm not going to mess with you. Like, your coin wins. That is very true. We're going to have to see what happens in the repercussions of the next episode. Because supposedly there's going to be a trial. Because they found the murderer. Yep. And who's going to defend the murderer? Probably the lawyer. The mom. Ah, so we're going to see what happens next time. So I think that's it for our... I feel like saying next time on Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that'd be funny. Next time on Spirekin Television Talk. So next time on TV Tuesday, we're going to talk about more uh, Snowpiercer. Will we continue with Stargirl? Mm, Part I, of me... We have to keep watching it. Part of me doesn't want to, but I think I will just because of... Uh, we will so that you don't have to how's pretty that pretty much we will so you don't have to and once we find a new tv show because all the shows we wanted to watch are not are currently not even being 
filmed. So my rating for for Stargirl is meh, but my rating for Snowpiercer is... Are we going to keep it the same that's borrowed from... Well, we can't borrow from Frank. It's... Stop what you're doing and watch this. Because you, I can't multitask with this. I have to stop what I'm doing and watch it. I'm riveted. Actually, so yeah, so we actually have two of our rating systems. Two of our ratings. We'll come up with the rest in a bit. So with that in mind... Thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys have a great week. Watch lots of cool TV. Uh, I'm, oh. Stay tuned for the spoilers. Yep. I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're Gonsville. Stay tuned for the spoilers. for spoilers bum, bum, bum. hey guys it's zan again and greta so we're here talking about spoilers and let's start off with snowpiercer so first off how fucking crazy was that that the murderer was lj that it was lila's she's daughter she's so psycho you didn't i didn't expect that at first i thought she's like oh she's just a dumb girl but then you go back to the first couple episodes the first thing oh i want to go to third class for for noodles noodles and then someone dies you're like oh so what's what i thought was really interesting with that too is the whole what's the mom's name with the lawyer's name lila lila wants to talk to to wilford so melanie gets on the phone and says um hi uh, mr wilford and it's the other guy that runs the front and he's like oh who's like her boyfriend or whatever he's like oh hey what's going on co-conspirator 
And he's like, oh, okay. She goes, oh, yeah, please put me out in this rear phone. He's like, oh, okay, so what's going on? He's like, is he's everything like, all right? And she's like, yes. Seems like we've found the um, our main suspect and Lila wants to speak with you. That's right, sir. No. And then, so he, the guy on the other end is like playing it cool. Like, oh, really? Tell me. Tell me more. And then. But she like tips her hand. She goes, yes. Um, oh, she used her full name. Lila so-and-so. And then she goes, she's having her make-believe conversation with Mr. Wilford. And she goes, oh, no, but they're, they're working on patching that up. Like tipping her hand. Like, hey, I know your marriage is rocky. Yeah. And you're working on fixing it. Like a little sneaky, like little dig. Like, <gasps> they know. He's going with that, and also, but when he he heard about the murder, he he perked up and said, "Oh, really? You found you found it?" And she's like, "Yes." But Melanie was just tipping her hand. Her like one sided conversation was perfect. Then the trump card is played. She goes, "Okay, Mister Wilford, we'll speak with you." And she goes, "No, no, no, it's okay." However, during the entire conversation, Leighton is watching her, and you see, like almost, he's listening to her, the other end, and he at he that knows. point he, he figured out he's like homeboy knows too much. Because early on, she said, Mr. Wilford wants this done. I want this done. No, she says, I want this finished. And he's like, oh, and I'm guessing Mr. Wilford does as well, right? She's like, yes, of course. And this leads to the end, which is kind of traumatic. Because they find out that the girl, the psychotic daughter, is the murderer. And her bodyguard, Eric, gets captured in a spectacular fashion. And he's actually threatening to kill... Uh, Till's girlfriend, who is also the friend of Melanie, and if he that happened, he would have been tortured to death. But they instead, the brakemen using their knives and or axes instead of using their yeah, like little utility axes because their job is to clear the ice. They're not, but they're not like they're not like the bounty man chopped down a tree. It's like the tomahawk it's, axe, the one like you can throw like it's it's like a, super ha- super handy. It's a, a pickaxe you'd use while you're climbing from mountains because it goes through ice. Because their job is to clean the ice. And also that's taken from the original comic book and from the movie. So they're using the hatchets. And the scene is really well done where they kill him. And when they catch him, it's just kind of he's trying to hide out. And because he thinks they're going to catch him. They, he's like, how long is it going to take until the borders are open again? Uh, it might be until tomorrow. We don't know. He says, they're trapped. He's trapped in, in third but class. But Leighton knows like, oh... Well, um, so our killer is still trapped. So who's not in first? So they go to first and they find out who it is and they find out. And also worse than that, worse than the fact that he is trapped in third class. There's something which will bring repercussions later because I'm pretty sure they didn't pick it up. Eric, the bodyguard, who's the murderer, the murderer, or the apprentice murderer, assistant murderer, had a gun on the train. But they find out that first class security... Their own personal security that they brought with them has firearms as firearms. well. And also we found that Leighton had a firearm, but they made they made him give it up. And I doubt that they would have thrown away his weapon because it's a gun. They're not throwing it away. They're storing that. They're keeping it. It's a resource. So that might be a, a card to get him back. Maybe. I doubt it, though. But he also probably had a gun because he was a cop. That's yeah. why I said he's a cop. And that's a point. But the scene where she's where LJ's trying to manipulate him, you could see that he could see right through her because she's trying to be all sexy in her little teen way, and say, "Well, you know, if you if and and if someone wanted a revolution, they just have to keep their mouth shut." 
And someone could get them blueprints or guns. No, she said blueprints and he goes, oh, we would need guns. Oh, you're that serious. Because she doesn't. She's, she's playing a game. She doesn't really know. The yeah, full. she she does. She thinks that she's like all like, oh, I know what's going on because you're a tailor. You're not educated. You're not. And he's like, no, he's. He doesn't understand. He's got your number, little to. girl. And then when she catches him, she attacks him. He should have. Parmy thinks he should have let her hurt him. No, that was more in, instinct to dodge being attacked attacked and then disarm and like a cop and he did the whole thing like a cop yeah and the mom's like get your hands off of him like off of her and we know you're gonna defend your daughter but she's a murderer and she just tried to kill someone so doesn't matter if you and the thing is you know that they knew from the beginning because the brakemen were set to get her immediately it wasn't like no they were on they were on high alert they're following the uh, Melanie and Melanie. the detective. I w- I thought they were. I thought they were waiting for him. Orders, and then they came up. But and and the unspoken communication between Leighton and Melanie, mm-hmm. as this is all going down. Oh, he. Um, your security guard died. She cries, she fake cries, and she lets Leighton see. Haha, see, I told you he wasn't going to go be put in the drawers. He was going down in a blaze of glory. And she just, he just looks at Melanie. And then, and then he just... like looks at Melanie, he's like, mm hmm, that's her. Get it. And she's like, her? Okay. And then she went and got the. Got the brakeman. And... But then the brakeman weren't, hey, we're here for you, Melanie said. Yep. So the brakeman just follow her. They're her stormtroopers. And. The other thing is, while they're doing the the investigation, when they're in the night car, he goes to the night car because this whole incident is perpetuated by the fact that Nikki, the girl who we saw in the last episode, was the only witness, got murdered. And because she got murdered and died, the owner of the night car has chosen a side. And the side that she chose was Layton's. Yep. Because she's like, you have my full support. And I think that led to... Uh, the decision that Melanie makes at the end of the episode when, listen, let's go get a drink and takes him to get sake and she... I just want to go back to the tale. And he's like, you know you can't do that. And you know too much. And he brings up Mr. Wilford and he's like, you know it. And he says, myth is myth powerful. Is very powerful. She goes, hopefully you never have to know the weight of that responsibility. So that makes me wonder if he, she wants him to be the next Wilford. He can't be the face of Wilford. No, but... But he could be in on it because he knows. However, what she does is she drugs him, knocks him out, and immediately he gets cased. But she tells... So the... A uh, Harry. The... Dr. Harry... Uh, doctor who maintains the drawers. Who's a mess right now because the girl he liked... I thought he... Was murdered. So did I, but he But didn't. he wasn't. But Melanie, the episode comes starts with her coming to him and saying... Um, get a gurney. Clean this up. Don't let anyone find out. You can... We'll get you back in Mr. Wilford's good graces. Just do this. But you have to do this. Because it turns out he was the one distributing... Or... The chronal. Now is his way to get back in the good graces. Because he loved uh, Melanie. But he... 
he's the one who ends up having to take Leighton and casing him. And before he's locked in the drawer, she says, make sure he's not damaged and no one knows about this. Keep it off the books. Yeah. And the other part of the end of the episode is that the Tailies finally got into communication with one of their people because Josie used the key they got last episode to go up, up, up car, car, meet some, meet an old member of the Taily who straight up says one tail. Yeah. So they have essentially splinter cells in third class and the third class girl actually gives her some of her breakfast and it's such a, like a little, so she ate real food and it's like, thank you. Such a nice little moment. But then her getting back was not good. A little suspenseful because one, she almost runs into Miles and Miles almost recognizes her. Mm-hmm. And two, she almost gets caught by the brakemen, but they're too busy dealing with everything going on at the moment. Which apparently the Taylors know nothing about because they didn't even know there was a murder that had happened. But they find out. They're like, he's here to solve a murder. Oh, that's why he was taken. So they know that. And so apparently the... The uh, tail doesn't even have speakers, so they can't know what's going on. It's like the revolution, um, uh, New Year's, which is when they hit the mark zero. They have their, like, this has been a year since this revolution, yay! Because each revolution, they mark each revolution. Yeah. Each revolution is one year. Yeah. And they don't get the celebration for it, where it's like they get eggs and, or food, or... That no, should... they're happy to get their ration. And at this point, it's they should have made it like, okay, the deal is I'll solve your murder case, but at least give us like people food once a or like a couple times a year. But Melanie didn't. Th- Melanie understands and she sympathizes. But I... you also learned this episode they used to have bees. They don't have bees anymore. Mm-hmm. Bees are now extinct. They cows are now extinct. Yeah. You know so. You know, what resources they had before. Yes, people have died. I think there are bees left, but not as many bees as there were. They used to keep them in fourth cl- the fourth car in the, in the third class, and they moved them. Because you need bees to make flowers. And the flowers... Well, you can hand pollinate. Yeah. It's a job, but it's... But, but with all the people who have fought and died, you know, could they release more resources to feed the tailies real food? But also, there's been losses... You know, they don't have wood chips anymore for the smoked salmon. I think they don't have bees anymore. They don't have cows anymore. You know, so, um, yes, there's fewer people because people have died. But also, there, like we found out, there's been a baby lottery. So there's been some new life. Um, you know, there's kids on the train that are less than seven years old. Um, there's... And then there's others, like, there's stuff. There's a lot of elements which are making this intri- this world interesting. And when looking at the uh, Wikipedia again, which may have spoilers, I don't know why, it says that something happens at the end of Season 2 which sets up for a lot more going on. Now, my bet is, like in the comic book, that there's that Mr. Wilford had multiple trains. Like, maybe it's Snowpiercer 1, Snowpiercer 2... And then what? They can get together and then trade bees? I think they're not supposed to trade bees because they're not supposed to know that the other one exists, maybe. But it comes to like an, an emergency point. They're going to be like, open the book. What's the emergency thing? It says, if the emergency uh, dial this, no dial to the other train, maybe. 
I don't know. But I think like... Or maybe Mr. Welford didn't even let Melanie know. And there's like a, a hidden file for Melanie that says, Hey, there's another train. Or there's, a, there's like a oil station you can go to that's underground or something. Like a CDC center that's safe because they're under... They're by the Earth's core. Like Matrix. I don't know. But mm. I, I'm intrigued to see where everything is going to go. I really am excited to see it. I'm also worried about Layton. I want the trial to get going. I want the girl to be found guilty because she is guilty and she's totally a psychopath. But it is setting up that if she's not found guilty, that the uprising is going to happen. There's going to be a problem. There's going to be an uprising. It's a powder keg. Yeah, the, the like I said, the, it's going to explode. So those are our spoilers for Snowpiercer. Now for the spoilers for Icicle. Did you see the wizard's son dying? Did you expect that to happen? No, and he's such a sweet kid. And and it will an icicle killing him. That was totally intentional, and it was really fucked up that he did that. It was horrible, and he knew he was doing it, and it's to his so-called friend or ally's kid. And the thing is, in the interview with, but at um, the same time, he is a bad guy. So, like, what what do you expect? Yeah, but the interview with uh, Neil <clears throat> Jackson, the guy who plays Icicle, he said straight up, like, in that moment, he was not, he didn't want to kill Wizard. But it was something that had to be done because Wizard was a liability. Like, if Wizard hadn't freaked out about it and tried to kill him, he probably would have let him go. But he's he's a monster. He's totally a monster. He killed a kid. What the hell? Yeah. And it was such a sweet kid. He was doing tricks and nice to the new girl and Only one who actually good to his parents. Went out to talk to her. Made an effort to talk to her. Which was a shame. And he was good to his parents. And his parents loved him too. And his parents, yeah, the wizard was a horrible villain. But he was like... he was, But he was trying to be a good dad. He was teaching him magic he, tricks. His family and... came first. And that was what an issue with Icicle is, is that family should come first. But for him, it's the mission for his family. No one else's family or... I don't know. I don't know. But that was that was really messed up. And he did it by pulling out the card so that he went to run for it. And then the... Blowing it away. Uh, and it was the card that she had picked. I don't think he knew it. But it was a nice circle. Like, pick a card, any card. It, it was, what, the three of clubs? It was the card she actually picked. Not the card she said it was, that he thought it was the the trick card or whatever, but I thought that was, like, extra personal. It was a very nice touch. Also, seeing the rest of the uh, Blue Valley organization, the American Dream, seeing all the members of the Injustice Society, or most of them, there, essentially... Like, obviously, that is the connection. That's what they're all part of. And them inviting uh, Courtney's mom to be part of it, that's dangerous. Yeah, now we're worried about Courtney's mom. Because on the one hand, the gambler's pissed at her because... Not worried about Courtney's mom, like, being a bad girl, but worrying about her safety. Yeah, because the gambler is pissed off because... His deal that he worked so hard for got ruined because she said something nice. Right. She said something sentimental, which kind of affected Icicle. 
And so the gambler is, but the gambler, I don't think he's going to try to do anything really. He's not going to try to go. No, he just didn't like it. I think that icicle is the issue because he's going to like fall in love with her and then try to kill Pat. I think that's what's going to happen. Or he's going to recognize Pat. There's there's a better chance of them recognizing Pat. Because I'm surprised he doesn't recognize Pat already because they bumped into each other a couple times. They go, hi, Senator. Uh. But he was the sidekick, so I don't think people like really paid much attention to the sidekick. Also the stripes. He wore stripes, so everyone looked at the stripes. Right. Stripes so as long as he doesn't wear stripes. Yeah. Uh, other thing was, besides him seeing him die, it was really cool to see the Justice Society and also how attention to detail they did were all of it. It was all the Alex Ross posts, except for Starman. Every other one was an Alex Ross poster, which is pretty cool. But I thought it was... So she's supposed to, Stargirl's supposed to like have this moment where a friend dies. You know, she's trying to be a superhero, save, save the world, find the bad guys and beat them up. Doesn't want to kill them. Just wants to beat them up. And this is the moment of her realizing that and there's being a, a hero has consequences. So there's a consequence. The kid dies. It's horrific. And what does she do? She doesn't take it seriously. She goes to the Justice League and steals all the cool stuff the and then society. goes and picks random kids to then also be superheroes. That's the plot for the series. It seems like a re- it seems like an old CW show or a show you'd see on Saturday morning of, "Oh, you're going to be the next superhero. You're going to be the next superhero." And now you. I mean, yeah, the fact that the the girl who's called Slut is going to be the next Wildcat, that could be really cool. But I'm like losing faith in the show. I so am I. I'm just I just want to stick around to see three things. One, will they have Alan Scott in this show as the elder statesman as Green Lantern? That's one. Two, the Flash, his helmet is there and the Flash still technically exists in the multiverse, and this is in the multiverse, so they have to have the Flash show up somehow, some way. Jay Garrett has to still be alive somewhere. My thing is the kids They've grabbed the superhero gear and now we're going to have more superheroes. Superheroes. So it feels like maybe we're still in the initial setup and it's dragging on really slow and they could have done this so much faster. Or they should have spent the entire first season just working on Stargirl and then at the end of the episode you start training them up. Or the end of the season. In the next Five episodes are all just each episode is devoted to a different superhero. So they're going to give each one to random people. So I'm like, really? This is how you're going to do it? But it feels like, well, maybe that's why it's so slow. But it's like, meh. I, have it on in the background so that while you're cooking or cleaning, mm-hmm. you have some somewhat entertainment. But you're not missing out by... All I want to do is I want to see them activate the Thunderbolt. That's all I want to see because Yiz would be hysterical. I mean, he's he's a mix of Mixius Pidlick level strength, magical being in a pen. I mean, once someone opens that up, wonder what's going to happen if they make a wish. Like, oh, we want this back. Or I want that back. He could do that. He's probably going to come out and end up being their, like, their tutor for math class or something, Lane. Oh, actually, that would be that. That's CW to a T. Uh, the only ones that, like, because the main cast list, according to... Again, Wikipedia. You have the new Wildcat. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Wikipedia. We're not, but... No, we're not. And then the last one is um, Dr. Midnight. I'm like, why would you fucking pick 
Dr. Midnight for the weird, insane girl. That's like one of the dumbest things ever. Give her Dr. Midnight? Really? I mean, that's one of the coolest characters ever, and you're going to give it to a weirdo. Who... I don't know. That might make the show better. Like, the only one that seems like the guy who's going to play Our Man, he seems cool. The rest of them, like Wildcat, I'm fine with, because Wildcat, after uh, the first guy died, his daughter took over, so I'm fine with that. But then this random... I don't know. I'm being mean. I'm being harsh and mean, I think. I'm not trying to be harsh, but I feel like I am. Like, I'm not even giving it that much of a chance, but it's not an interesting show for me. But I feel the need to keep watching it to, to like, I'm like hoping secretly that it's going to get better and then we'll be able to say, oh my gosh, okay, you just got to get to episode four or whatever. Because I'm a huge fan of The Flash. I love The Flash. I like Legends of Tomorrow. I love Constantine and I like a lot of the other shows. It's just this one is going to be... Like I said, meh. Meh. It really just... I don't know. We're going to see what happens. Um, stay tuned stay tuned um, so yeah that's our thoughts on these episodes if we if there's something else you want us to talk about email us spyrokin at gmail.com or me at zanspyrokin.com that's x-a-n not z-a-n and let us know what you think who you're excited for who you think is who do you like um, or do you like it and we're missing something yeah do you like this and we're missing something completely let us know let us know exactly what we're missing because there's because there's gotta be something I'm missing with uh, Star Girl or better yet is there's another show that's starting soon that we can or watch a show that you're watching one. yeah or a show that you're watching let us know what you're or should we go the Dave and Joel route and find an obscure old TV show like 24 and watch it episode by episode and just do episode synopsises of everything and analyzing all of it well you and I both haven't watched all of lost we can do that i'm not going back to lost never again never again lost let me down i never watched it lost let me down so bad. filmed in hawaii yeah but then so was hawaii 50 and so was uh three other shows that we technically watched uh hmm. outlander was in one episode was in hawaii supposedly i am enjoying outlander yes outlander the show of time travel and based on a book series which was is one part romance novel and one part historical fiction. There's a lot of sex in it, but I it's such a beautiful love story between Jamie and Claire. Well, we're going to stop there and and because we're not talking about Outlander. Yeah, we're off topic. So, thank you guys for listening. I'm Greta. I'm Zan. We're gone, so we'll catch you guys next time. Keep watching movies or TV shows. And stay tuned for our next review of Snowpiercer! Something awesome, because we're going to be doing some movie reviews and game reviews. I think the next movie review coming out is uh, either Count of Monte Cristo or we're going to be doing the next Bond movie, which I'm kind of surprised about, because the next Bond movie is pretty cool. It's, it's Bond. It's James Bond. Of course it's Bond. It's James Bond. But we'll talk later. All right? Bye. Bye.